What's going on, travelers? And welcome to episode 77 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ran, and joining me this week once again is Emerald. Hi, it's me again. Um, welcome back, Emerald. You're a regular on this show now. How you feeling? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. I'm 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 really enjoying this a lot. No, you're you're really coming into it. Like I could I could tell that you're a lot more relaxed and stuff now. So it's, this is the same way I was when I first came on here, and you're you're doing great. And you've got a lot of good reviews in the Discord too. Yeah, I know. I see that. That that's honestly making me. Uh, it's making me really happy to hear that I'm being so well received. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll have to touch up because I think Farrell will be back here pretty soon. Uh, I think he's getting his stuff wrapped up out in the real world. So hope for too long. We'll have a, a full set of three back on here. And yeah. that'll be that'll be exciting. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. If you guys will awesome. keep on having me, of course. Oh sure, no, no. I think you've been a fantastic addition, and I think uh, just having you on here has been a really, a really big benefit for the show. And I think that as we move into things that are going to be more lore and story heavy, is really where you're going to shine, and you're really going to be able to chime in on things that me and Pharaoh aren't going to really like know a whole lot about. Yeah, for, and I'm glad to help wherever I can, of course. Oh no, no, you've you've been great, and I've, I've I've really appreciated it. You've been you've been really good, and I'm very very glad to have you here. And apparently, so are our listeners too. So that works out really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> so uh, for those new to the show or coming back, uh, last week I actually forgot to do our social plug and ended up doing it at the end of the show. So. Make sure, uh, if you're not following the show already, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. It's always going to be Twitter. At HoyoCast. Uh, you can also follow us at uh, on Twitch at that same, at HoyoCast as well, whenever we start streaming on that again. I recently got into Blue Sky as well. So once I get some invitation tickets, I'll probably put the podcast on there as well. It's definitely not as mainstream yet, but I think we'll go ahead and uh, hit that while it's on the ground floor and then see if that actually takes off as... Twitter seems to be slowly eating itself. Uh, you can also join our Discord, of course, discord.gg forward slash the resonance. Uh, we've had, I mean, it seems like we got new people joining like every single week now. I mean, have you noticed that? Yeah, I've noticed that too. We've had a lot of new people recently, and it's, it's, that's nice. Sorry. No. <clears throat> Stuttering a lot today for some reason. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, we started off a little late tonight, but uh, but no, we've had a lot of uh, new people coming into the sh- into the Discord, and it's been good. Everybody's been really friendly, and if we can just get a little more action, I think a lot of people kind of get a little intimidated because a lot of the people that are, have been in the Discord like since the beginning have kind of like know everybody's dynamics and how to how to play off each other. So a lot of the new people feel like they maybe they are a little intimidated, but there's no need to be shy or anything. We're all super friendly. And I know you just how, come yeah, in, and, be yourself, have fun. Yep. Yeah, and I know how that feels exactly. So if anything, I'm usually around to chat if you need someone to talk to. Yeah, I feel like you're on there like all the time. Like you're you're messaging me, keeping me updated on the show and the notes and what's going on in your life. And but now the Discord's always always active, at least with a couple of members. So jump in, strike up a conversation, ask questions, have fun. You know, I said you can always go in there and you can submit questions of the week. You can submit episode reviews. You can just talk about lore or artifact questions and builds and team cops everything's uh everything's super cool I, I really like our discord server and i don't really use a whole lot of discord as far as like those kind of things but i really like ours uh we are a little short on news this week well we got some but it all seems to be focusing around like risley 
Yeah. Which, which I mean, I think is completely okay. Yeah, it's nothing to be upset about here. <laughs> no. Uh, our first thing is that we are going to be moving into the 4.1, uh, Stage 2, to the Stars Shining in the Depths. We are going to be looking at our new summon where Risley with his uh, Tempestuous Destiny banner is going to come up as our first Cryo Catalyst. I know that you are super excited for this. Oh, I'm absolutely excited. Uh, crazy thing about that is that I also, I like to make characters. And of course, so I a while back, I did make a Cryo Catalyst character. And he also happened to be a guy from Fontaine with a more unique take on a Catalyst playstyle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I was like, huh, this is interesting. It's completely opposite, completely not what Risley is at all, but like in terms of like what he does, but like, it's like, huh, it's still pretty similar. And so that's pretty neat. So you're able to take a bit of a more personal note from uh, Risley's release. A little bit, yeah. All right, so not joining Risley. Whoop, sorry, go ahead. I said, oh, sorry, it's like not to mention he's just really awesome. <laughs> oh, no. So when Risley like, first got revealed, I was like, okay, this guy looks really cool. I don't know much about his character. And I'm not sure if his playset's going to like, or his play style is going to be something that I am into. But the yeah. more I have experienced his character throughout the story, finding his mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, and everything, it's just like, nah, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to pull for Risley. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to pull for him too. I hope I get him. I'm on a fifty-fifties, so. Yeah, I'm coming up on my guaranteed. I'm at like I think like sixty-five pity because oh, I've been 65 throwing off. Too. <laughs> yeah, I've been throwing a whole lot at Nuvolet, but it doesn't seem like Nuvolet's going to come home in time before the banners change over. So, Risley it is. And, yep, so I guess we'll bring him in and we'll we'll see how he does. But I'm not going to be upset because, like I said, he's just been a great character. And we're going to cover him a lot more in, in the coming notes in, uh, in the second half of the show as well. Yeah, of course. But joining him in, on the banner with the four stars, we have Chong Yun, Toma, and Diona. Which seems like a very curious lineup, but I mean, yeah, it's, I thought so too. Like, there's like no Fontaine or anybody that seems to like fit with his like theme or anything. So I'm a little confused. I mean, Chong Yun maybe, but yeah, they usually they usually have like one character that matches the element of the five star anyway. Yeah, so Chong Yun will be Cryo, so he'll match up with them. I guess maybe they're trying to find characters gonna play like kind of mesh with however his play style is going to be so i guess toma you know is going to be our pyro shielder with pyro application and yeah, dory i yeah, but... no, go ahead oh it was yeah it was dory not diona because it was yeah yeah i don't know a whole lot about uh dory um just because i don't really like her as a character yeah especially if you look at her yeah she's 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 not a great person but i mean maybe maybe she'll be uh Maybe it should be really good for, for Risley's team comp. We'll see. We'll be able to find out once his uh, test trial comes out. Uh, on the second part of the banner, well, we have Venti coming back for his rerun. So if you do not have your uh, Animo Archon yet, then now is your time. How, do you have how Venti? Many? I do not have Venti. Actually, I don't have any of the Archons, believe it or not. <laughs> really? None of them? I do not. Nope, I don't have any of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Do you think you're going to go for Venti I, or maybe Furina later? I want to go for Furina, but that would depend on whether or not I get Risley. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, Risley says you're 50-50. Yeah, because I'm on a 50-50. Yeah, 
So if you lose your 50-50, are you just going to keep saving up for Farina, or are you going to keep throwing things at Risley? I I think if I lose my 50-50, I think I might go for Farina. Okay, so I've seen leaks, unfortunately, of Fiorina's, like, her burst animation. Oh, yeah, I have too. Um, And I I don't like talking about leaks, but I saw that pop up on my Twitter feed. I was like, oh, this is, like, super cute, and I love it. Yeah, I saw her combat, and her idols especially. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, so Fiorina's really grown on me as a character. Uh, When I first saw her, I didn't really care for, like, her design. I was like, I don't like her top hat. I don't. I, think, I mean, it's. I just it's think she's fine. silly. <laughs> she is. No, she. Her attitude and the way she carries herself and the like, the goofy, just aura that she has has just really made me really like the character. And the voice actress has just really delivered with Farina. It's been great. Yeah, she did a great job. <laughs> she she did she did. I am very very happy. Uh, Fiorina is is one that I didn't expect to like, and she's caught me off guard. So if. I'm probably going to throw things at Risley. I'll probably bring him back, and then I'm just going to start saving hardcore with my Wilkin Moons and stuff like that for mm-hmm. for Fiorina because I feel like she's just something I'm just going to need to have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then after Fiorina, I don't know. I think I'll, Like I said, I think I'll just, at that point, wait for Chlorand. Uh, yeah, we got Chlorand. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to save, like, I'm going to throw everything I have at Navia, uh, 1,000%. And I think, there's speculation that Arlecchino is going to be playable, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but joining uh, Venti and Risley, of course, we have our Epitome Invocation for their weapons, which Risley will have the Cash Flow Supervision, and Venti will, of course, have the Elegy for the End. The, the Cash Flow Supervision is interesting. It's very much kind of a weird punk flying mech thing that I would expect to see in like a game like Destiny almost. Yeah, I I think I I, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Uh, it's it's very different, but I do feel like it plays into his aesthetic and like what he would. Ha- it's like something I could see him having inside the fortress. Yeah, like like a little drone almost. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, also, we have I think we had a couple new weapons on the four stars in there as well. We have the Prospector's Drill, which is the pole arm that's got like the the drill spike head on the top of it, which looks pretty neat. And we have the Range Gauge, which is kind of the the tech bow, which uh, if I don't kinda, know if anybody's here ever played Turok, but uh, yeah, kind of a tech bow looking kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of like the tech looking sword. That looks really cool. Tech looking sword. Which one? I think it's on this current weapon banner. Oh, the one that we have now. Yeah, I thought you were talking yeah. about the one. I'm like looking. I'm like, that's no, 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 well, no. that's uh, that's rain slasher and the Favonia sword. So which no, one are we talking I'm, about? I'm sorry, I got the I got them mixed up. I was talking about the one that's on the current weapon. Oh, banner. okay. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, a lot of the Fontaine weapons have looked really cool. Um, even the ones on the on the battle pass have have come down like looking great. It's a lot of blue still, but I like these because they're playing more into the. Uh, to like the bronze and the metal kind of steampunky kind of feel that you get in the fortress. Uh, So I'm definitely all about it. Uh, Coming up in the 4.1, we will also have the new event, the peaks and the, how do you say that? Trials of life with the Uh, pressure. And I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I I really should, but I don't, but it is a new event. Uh, The pressurized impactor test. 
And at the start event, a new challenge will become available each day, and each challenge will include three battle stages. So it sounds like another combat event. Oh, is this part of the the Waterborne Poetry, poetry event? Is that what uh, you're no, about? No, no, no. We're, we are going to cover that, what's, uh, what's going on now. But no, this is one that's going to start on the 23rd. So, okay, then I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so this is an upcoming event. I don't think we've seen anything on it just yet. But it is going to be uh, three battle stages, and during the challenge, the pressurized impactors will provide enormous assistance. Uh, complete the challenges to obtain Primo Gems, Hero's Wit, Mystic Enhancement, or and other rewards. Uh, to take part in these things, you'll need to be Adventure Rank 20 and complete the Archon Quest, Song of the Dragon and Freedom. So, play the game. Yep. <laughs> uh, we will also have uh, the Overflowing Mastery event, so... If if you need to start building up some talents for your characters, uh, going from October 30th to November 6th, that will be your time. Uh, during which time you'll be able to use your original resin to get double rewards three times a day. I love this event. It does so much for my characters. Yeah, it's it's really. I suppose I should get on that one when it's time because my official uh, still needs talent books, and I. I don't like the Mondstadt talent domains at all. I hate farming ballad books. I hate it so much. So, no, I, t- I totally get it. Uh, I think the easiest one, I think that the ones in Sumero weren't so bad, but yeah, the old Mondstadt domains are just, because it's all like like shielded hillichurls and things like that. It's, it's not that it's hard, no, it's it just takes the forever. slimes, and like there's one with the cooldowns and their ice Oh, enemies. yeah. It's, it uh, reduces your cooldown and makes everything awful so you can't use your skills and stuff. That's right. You would think me being a child main, I'd be used to long cooldowns, but no, this is a nightmare. Yeah, well, they just they just compound, just make it doubly worse. So trust me, I, I get it. But still, sometimes we got to bite the bullet and I'm, I got to build up my official talents as well. I need ballads and I need resistance for Eula and everything else. So lots of fun to be had, but hopefully the, the double rewards will make things easier. With Rise of Release, we are going to have his story quest, the Cerberus chapter, which will be available on the 17th once Rise of goes live. That will be the day after this podcast goes live. So that'll be oh, yeah, exciting. Huh. Awesome. I don't have work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you... Yeah, well, tomorrow you'll be able to catch up on whatever you still got to do before the banner changes over. True. Uh, but, I mean, I still... I did Lenny's character chapter. I still haven't done Nouvellet's. I did watch part of one through one of the Twitch streamers that I follow. And it looks really, really good, so I'm excited to play through that. But I keep falling oh, yeah, further it's... and further behind because I'm, like, working two jobs and everything else. So I just don't have as much oh, time yeah, it's, playing it's anymore. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I hear the ending cinematic is fantastic. Yeah, no, I almost cried. <laughs> You're not the first person I've heard say that either, so I'm, I'm really excited to get into it and see that pan out, because if it is everything that I've heard it is going to be, uh, as being a like a full reflection on his character and his past and how things are changing in Fontaine, it's going to be really good, because I like things like that. Yeah, it's, it was really good. Uh, the last bit for the... Uh, for the 4.1 Phase 2, so we got some changes to the Genius Invocation TCG, Heated Battle Mode, Reinforcements. And during the event, travelers will go to the Invitation Board of the Cat's Tail to participate in Genius Invocation TCG duels under the special rules of the Heated Battle Mode. Complete the duels to obtain more Lucky Coin rewards. And of course, you can always invite teammates or participate in duels uh, via matchmaking if you are player level 4. 
These special rules, the special rules in this heated battle mode is that character switches will be considered as fast actions. So lots of character switching going on for more uh, cool synergies and reactions and things like that. Every time you defeat an opposing character, the turn initiative remains with you. So it sounds like Ooh. if you beat if you beat one of their characters, you get to go again is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh during this event the following get... cards oh. Sorry, I need to get no. I need to get back into the TCG some more, so maybe we can do that together. Oh yeah, I really do. So whenever you do that, I am down to do that as well, because I gotta go in there and get some character cards for sure. I gotta go in and get Deus card at least. Uh, the following cards during the event will not be able to be used. Uh, Fischl, Kale, and Tinari are all going to sit on the bench, so can't use any of them. Uh, to be eligible for this event, of course, you're going to need to be Adventure Rank 32 or above. Complete the Archon Quest Act 3, Song of the Dragon and Freedom, and complete the World Quest Battle of Dice, Cats, and Cards. The I think the actual final thing on here, which I thought there was, I thought that was the end of it, but there's one last thing. Is that there will be a resounding melodies music bundle that will be available in the shop for a limited time. Uh, the package will include 1,000 primo gems, the festive wind glider, the wings of transient dreams, which are kind of like like dark blue, like almost black with gold trim, almost like butterfly wings. It kind of yeah, looks they like. look really pretty. They do. They do. They, they it's very, it's really kind of sad that they're putting this in something you got to buy because they look great. Yeah, they match Nouvellet really well. Uh, it will also include the festive name card Celebration Euphonia and a festive furnishing, the Sublime Crane Feather Strings, which I guess is going to be something for your teapot, which looks like a uh, a strings musical instrument on a table. Um, oh, the bundle will be forty percent. Yep, the bundle will be forty percent off for a limited time, and the price after discounts will be one thousand two hundred eighty Genesis crystals. Uh, and it can only be purchased once per player, obviously. I'm not sure what twelve or thirteen hundred Genesis crystals is in real money. Uh, I, I can't imagine know either. <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to be too terrible. It's probably going to be like fifteen to twenty dollars, if I had to guess. Yeah, uh, we considering that you're getting <laughs> well, considering you're getting one thousand primos and the wings and stuff with it, I guess it's not terrible. But I do wish that the wings at least would have been unlockable within the game. Uh, the next part of the news, uh, we had Risley Indispensable Protocols character teaser video uh, released. Did you have a chance to watch that? I did. I watched it. Yeah, I did watch it. It was um, it was really good. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It felt like less about Risley than it did about the guy he was arresting. But it did give us an insight as to like how Risley holds his like he he holds things up to the law. He does what he has to, but he's not like like a heartless like cruel dude. Yeah, but he but does, he does follow he does his procedure. What needs must. Exactly, but like I said, he he let the guy have his moment, say his goodbyes, make peace with his family, and you know gave him that that final moment before saying, "Okay, here are the cuffs. It's time to go." So that that was kind of neat to see, and it gives you a, a little bit of a of an insight into Risley's character. So that was nice. At this time, uh, we will have the Cogs in the Machine. Uh, Risley's web event is currently available and ongoing, and which you will go to, and you will help Risley do some documentation on the components and the funding that's going on inside of his, uh, in the Fortress of Meripede. Uh The whole event takes about 
two minutes to complete from start to finish. Yeah, and what I you do? did it all. Oh yeah, and I I think I did it again in like in like two minutes. It was very very simple. But when you're finished up, you'll get a unique uh, Risley wallpaper, which you can use for your phone or your desktop, as well as I think it's like 40 Primo gems, some character essential materials, some mystic enhancement ore, and a little bit of Mora. So very quick and simple rewards. You can access that through the Twitter link on the Genshin Impact Twitter, or there's one there's a direct link as well inside the Hoyo Lab app. The next bit that we have is the current ongoing event. The Waterborne Poetry Game. And have you had a chance to do much with this? Oh, I have. I've done uh, everything that's available up to this point. Awesome. So have I. Okay. But this is this is a pretty this is a pretty interesting event, I think. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it definitely feels like something like way out of left field from what we've currently been having going on in game. Yeah, of course, and like I said, in, I like I um I said in the uh in the Discord, I really like having Diona interact with like Chong Yun and Xiao. I wasn't expecting to need that, but now that I have it, I very much like it. Oh yeah, oh when Chong Yun had the drink that Diona made, and Chong like like went like super crazy over the drink. Yeah. I've never seen him like that. That was really fun to see play out. Yeah, it also is like. Like I said, Diona was the reason why I wanted to play Genshin Impact in the first place, so it's always fun to see her in events and stuff. Okay. I, I didn't know that, actually. I actually have a C6 Diona that I feel like I need to be using that I'm not, so maybe I need to get around to doing that then. Because I hear she's pretty good as far as... Uh... Oh, yeah, no, she's amazing. I need to get back into to, like, I guess, finish building her, give her better artifacts or whatever, but, you know, she's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, by completing competing in the event, there are three different ones. There are the hundred pace hurling rites, the inspiration eruption, and the mending painting prospects. And by completing the events during various gameplay modes, you'll get the poetry gal of fervor, which are basically the currency for the event, which you can exchange for things like the new weapon as a catalyst, the ballad of the boundless blue, as well as there's going to be a crown in there, uh, some teapot furnishings. Uh, then of course you'll have primo gems, ascension materials, it, things like that. You also and of unlock the refinements the, for the weapons. Yep, the bookmarks, which will be the refinement materials for that as well. Um, the for the events, the hundred pace hurling rites is kind of like a shooting gallery, in which the travelers will hold darts, and they will throw them at pots that are moving, to score points. And once you get so many points, you will you will unlock you know the rewards based on how well you do. Um, it's not a very difficult event. It's probably the hardest of the three. Uh, what was your experience with the with the with the with the pot throwing event so far? I had a lot of fun with it. I wouldn't to me. I wouldn't say it's the hardest of the three. Um, you don't think I so? Don't, I don't think so. No, maybe this is just my my skill level issue. But like, I had a little bit of difficulty with the combat one. <laughs> okay. That's that's fine. I mean, combat events are combat events, but it's like they always try to throw in these like new like special mechanics, which I always just end up ignoring for the most part. I give it, I give them like a brief glance, like, "Hey, if you do this reaction, it does more damage," and that's about the extent of the rules that I follow. Yeah, but like with the combat event, there is that mechanic that's in it that like you kind of need to use for the special enemies. Yeah, I, I again like if you just give like a brief glance. I mean, I, I really just kind of like went into it kind of half heartedly because I don't really care for the combat events. 
but I've got full clears on them so far. So they're not super crazy, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh. I just I just faced a little bit of difficulty today with the one that was the the second level. I had a little bit of difficulty with because okay. one of yeah, my, I just did... one of my characters died, and they were like, "Hey, you you can heal in domains," and I was like, oh, "Well," <laughs> but it did. Surprisingly, yep. I thought it would. I thought it would like you know take away points from me losing a character, but it didn't. So that was okay. I feel like in the second one, my Yelan really carried me through it just by pretty much using her skill and just blasting everything. So that one, that one, uh, that, one that one didn't go so bad for me. We'll see how the uh, the next couple ones go. So I think there's going to be four different levels of it. Um, for the combat event, uh, but yeah, the combat event is pretty much called the uh, the Inspiration Eruption, in which you'll go in there and you'll pretty much go through a gauntlet. You'll fight monsters, and periodically there will be a big boss that shows up that you'll have to use whichever special parameter they have on there that'll make it a lot easier to get them down, so it doesn't take you too long. And of course, uh, the better you score, the better the rewards you'll get. Uh, each level will give you a primos, and then the higher levels you get, you'll get more points, more uh, missing enhancement, or more uh, uh, pretty much standard event rewards. Yeah. And, and then the final event is the Mending Painting Prospects, in which you will travelers will need to reach viewing points to select a picture that best corresponds to the current scenery. You'll move your camera around to basically line up the picture with the current scenery to add the missing sections to the to the portrait. And this one's been interesting. Uh, there's usually like two or three levels uh, per each one, and there should be four different ones that you do. It's not bad. I think it's kind of a cute I event, like but it. I like, I I like, like things it. like this. Yeah. I, I think do it's too. A really fun, it's, I think it's a really fun picture event. I usually like the picture events anyways, and so this one I think was a really, I think a different take on a picture event, and I really liked it. I feel like that the a lot of these events where they've been having these um line up the object with whatever it is they're trying to do, they've been doing a lot more. Because like the first time they did it was in Fischl's event in the Golden Apple uh, Archipelago. And a lot of people had trouble with it because it was very, very finicky. You had to be like oh, very yeah, precise yeah. with it or it it's didn't work. And people like, fin- it was super finicky. Yeah. yeah and, like, and people like liked the idea behind it. They just hated how hard it was. Because it was so touchy, but as they do more and more of these, I feel like like we just did some of these uh, events like this as well here recently, uh, before we went to Fontaine. So they're getting better with it, and as as they refine it, I'm all for it because I, I like casual camera events like this. Uh, the next part that we have coming in, um, it wasn't really like any news that was officially announced, um, but I just thought that it was something neat. To uh to find out is that the uh the voice of Mario and Luigi in Super Mario and Luigi what what is it Wonder I think it is yeah got Super a new Mario Bros. voice Wonder. actor yeah yeah got a new uh, voice actor and that's Kevin Afghani yeah Charles Martinet retired recently he did he did and and Godspeed to Charles because he's you know that that is that is very tied into to my upbringing in my childhood. As yeah, well as so yeah, many, many too. other people's. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin F. Gein is going to be taking up the helm for Mario and Luigi. And as far as how that ties into Genshin, is that Kevin F. Gein was the voice of Ask know Me For Directions Arnold. Arnold. Or, oh, yeah, Ask, ask me, me For, for ask directions, directions Arnold. Arnold. It was one yep. of the two. Know-it-all Arnold 
just rolled off the tongue. Yeah, ask me for directions, Arnold. Uh, Mona's boyfriend from the Golden Apple is uh, is the voice of Mario and Luigi now. So I thought I thought that was that that was a pretty neat piece of, piece of news that I I was not expecting to to find out. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's just something different. So. But yeah, we we tagged that on there. On that, on. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that people would find it interesting. So every time they hear Martin Luigi now, they can just picture "Ask Me for Directions, Arnold." That is actually going to wrap up all of the news uh, for this week. Uh, for our discussion this time, we're actually going to be talking about the 4.1 Archon Quest Chapter Four, Act Four. I think I said that in the right order this time. Yes, you did. Awesome, cool. Thank you. Glad I got that confirmation. Chapter 4, Act 4, Cataclysm's Quickening. Yes. All right, so this was a fantastic chapter, uh, in my opinion, uh, as far as what we were able to find out and things that were revealed and the way in the cutscenes and everything. We're going to cover that in our discussion. Uh, If you have not had a chance to play through the full Archon Quest, uh, you might want to skip through it, uh, unless you don't mind being spoiled. And either way, uh, we are going to be covering that as soon as we take a little break, and we will be right back. So, stepping into the newest Archon Quest, Cataclysm's Quickening, Chapter 4, Act 4. What did you think about this one? Oh, boy. What did I think <laughs> about this one? I figured as someone that's really hyped up for Risley, this was this was like your chapter. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but like child stuff, too. So We did have some child stuff, especially at the end of it. Yeah, but yeah, I really liked this Archon Quest. I think it, I will say it definitely gave us more questions than it did answers, like this pair of Archon Quests. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. maybe I said that in the last episode too, but like it gave us a lot of more questions than it did answers. And so that just, I want, give me the answers. <laughs> I, I feel can't. like that's just been like Fontaine in a nutshell, is lots of questions and very few answers. Yeah, of course. Um, I will say that I've appreciated how. The Archon quest in Fontaine had been a noticeably a lot shorter than the ones in Sumeru. As much as I love Sumeru, I love the story, I love the way things panned out, Sumeru did feel very, very bloated at times, in which it stretched oh. out like a lot longer than it needed to. Yeah, no, Sumeru was very it was a very lore heavy region, so it was. the longer Archon Quests was kind of expected. It's it's it look it's the nation of wisdom. Of course it's gonna be very lore heavy. Oh yeah. But uh, compared to that, I mean Fontaine you can go through an Archon Quest and knock it out in like an hour, maybe. Maybe an hour and a half. They they don't take long at all. And I will admit that I think some of them have been better than others. I didn't care for Act 3, if I'm completely honest. I thought that one was a bit of a slog, but I feel like Act 4 kind of picked it back up, and I really enjoyed oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, no. Act 4, I felt, was super quick. 
yeah, it was. It, it was really, really fast. I do wish it didn't involve so much up and down in the Fortress of Meripede as it did, but... I mean, it's just it's just where it's taking place right now. So, but I think that we're out of it for the most point. But we will cover some of the story beats on here, and I will get your insight as far as what you think uh, based on how we go. Because uh, as we start off, we pick up pretty much essentially right where we left off. Uh, as we found out, you know, child is gone. Uh, we know kind of have an idea of where he went based on the the vision we had from his vision. We we talked about a lot of the hidden rules and the secrets going on in the Fortress of Meripede. So we're going to try and follow up on that. And I think the first thing we do is when we wake up, we do a little bit of free investigation. We talk with some people about some going-ons. And then we run into Lenny. What yep. did you think about Lenny's, like, his whole, like, take as we start off his with, like, how... I, did, I yeah. didn't necessarily inspect it, expect his involvement in the Archon Quest overall, but it shouldn't have been a total surprise considering, well, he's Fatui. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I actually think it was. I liked seeing the siblings again. They're actually a really fun pair. Uh, not well, I guess trio of characters. Yeah, I think they have a really nice dynamic and. I'm with you. I didn't expect them to come into the Archon Quest much, especially at this stage. But knowing what happened with Child and that, you know, Arlecchino or, you know, the Knave or Father, as they call, has sent in them to investigate and find out what's going on. It's something that it was a good way of keeping these characters directly involved. The next part we go is we talk to Lenny and we find out that They've also been investigating some of the going-ons, trying to find out what's going on with Child, and apparently some strange going-ons in the infirmary. So they had... Lynette was sent, uh, feigning an illness, to find out what's happening inside the infirmary. Uh, Do you remember what was going on with that? With... Okay, with... Uh, Lynette, I believe it was for her, it was a bad migraine or something like that that she had. Yeah. That she mm-hmm. said she had yep. and went to the infirmary for. Yeah. But when we go in to try and find out, hey, you know, Lynette was supposed to go in yeah. there and find out what's and going Lynette on because. Gone. Yeah, Lynette's yeah. gone because Lynette was supposed to go in there and Fremina at the same time after we share what we what we did with, uh, with Lenny about what we found about Child. Fremenet went out to chase yeah, was, after Child. Yeah, Fr- Fremenet went to go investigate the yep. the now flooded uh, tunnel. Yep, and that was supposed to take nine days, which I think he said was going to calculate enough time for him to, because we had to wait for the next pipe cleaning day for yeah. him to basically for, use the for, noise yeah, in the, the room back. to discover. Yep, mm-hmm. so it's time for him to wait for that, go, and then come back. Uh, but Fremenet hasn't come back. And then when we try to go and find out what's going on with the infirmary surrounding uh, Siege Wing, as well as, oh God, what are their names? The the two NPCs. I've already, oh, good Lord. Yep. I've already forgotten. Yeah, two. the researchers, right? Like, they're yeah. very, they're, they are their important. They're, they're so silly. <laughs> what are their names? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to come back to us like at a later moment. But... Yeah, there's definitely some secret going on, so Lynette went to go try and investigate that. But now, when we go to find out, the infirmary is completely empty. 
and instead we find a piece of paper on the ground which was written by Risley, who has basically said, yeah, I know what you've been doing, and I know that this is how you communicate, so in respect for that, I will also communicate with you in this way. So pretty much, Risley has Lynette and Fremenet, and Lenny like completely like yeah, breaks and down Linny, and goes into yeah, full the, panic mode. Yeah, Lenny goes into a complete panic, which because I mean he's the older sibling, like he loves his siblings. He's trying to look out for them. So when he finds out that their super sneaky plan uh, was not as super sneaky as they thought it was, and that Risley has been one step ahead of them the entire time. Yeah, Lenny just kind of like, oh my god, what is happening? Where's my sister? And what have you done? Yeah, yeah. So we so we get with Lenny and we charge back into basically we go all the way up into Risley's office, and Lenny is just like, what have you done? Where's my sibling? Give her back now. And Risley's kind of like, yeah, you need to calm down. Yeah, she's no, fine. Freaking, and Weed freaking shoots him with like a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, like Lenny and, like, Risley had their little snarky exchange. Like, Risley this whole time has been, like, super chill. Like, calm down. Your sister is fine. But, you know, he reveals that I have known this entire time of what you've been doing. I know that why you're here. And I let you do it as long as you stay out of trouble. But you're starting to pry into things you shouldn't pry into. But I'll overlook it and I'll give your sister back if you can do me a favor. And yeah. basically what he wants is Lenny and Lynette to go to Arlecchino and tell her to kind of have a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. And Lenny's kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Give me my sister back now. And he like, yeah, like you said, he rushes Risley. Yeah, and yeah, rushes she shoots Risley. him in the... She would shoot him. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, she like pulls out this like little like toy like pop gun looking thing and yeah, shoots him in the like back of the toy. neck with a tranquilizer dart. I was like, man... And just kind of like, okay, she's like, yeah, sorry, but uh, we're not going to have that. Uh, you'll feel better here in a minute. You just and need just to like, settle down. <laughs> you, you do. And it, it, it ends up being okay as Risley, you have this talk with Risley about like, what's going on. It's like, you need to basically, what's what do you know and about Lynette and Fremenet and give them back. And he's like, I don't have Fremenet. He's like, I was aware of what's going on. And Fremine went swimming to chase after a child. And I, all I did is I didn't stop him, but I did lock the door. So Fremine is just trapped in the water. Yeah. Like, out there in the ocean. And no, Ryze that's like, not good for his health, bro. Yeah. And Ryze is like, I know he's a great diver, but I really want to have this meeting with, with Arlecchino or the Knave. And you can either give me what I want, and I'll bring him back, or we can not make this arrangement, and yeah, he'll just stay out in the ocean, and we'll see how long he lasts. And it's just like, oh my god. (laughs) But we have this entire thing where it breaks down, where we kind of intervene, like, hey, you know, talk to us. And even arises to us, like, look. I know why you're here too, and the only reason I haven't gotten in your way or done anything is because yeah. I know you're here for Nouvellet. He's like, you're friends with Nouvellet, so I'm not going to mess with you guys. Just no. yeah, it's like okay, but you're trying to dive in to find out things about what is the Forbidden Zone underneath the fortress, 
And that's where my niceness ends. And we're just kind of like, look, you just just find out what's going on and just just tell us, communicate with us. We can try and work this out. And basically, he kind of comes to this acceptance because in another minute, Clorin shows up. Yeah. With Fremine. With? Yay. So the door knocks in. And I, I love the whole thing that, like, they had this black screen pop up. You hear this banging sound. like Risley's door busts open and two people step in. And Rice's like, ah, Clorin, my door. <laughs> Like, like upset, like, 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 like bested like, his door down. It's like, bro. It's like I just fixed that door. Come on. He did. <laughs> it was so funny. But so Clorin brings in Fremine and puts him down, and Fremine is not looking good. Yeah, he's unwell. Yeah. So normally you would think, well, he's just been out in the ocean, but it's not that. Because uh, Siegwin looks at him, and it turns out that Fremine has ingested some primordial seawater. Yep. Um, in which Lenny also immediately begins like freaking out. It's like, what's happening? Is he going to be okay? Because they're from Fontaine. If they drink too much or they get overexposed, they dissolve. Yeah, it was pretty much like like the primordial seawater had been leaking into the surrounding waters of the yes fortress. Yeah. Yep. So like, and you talk about that, and it's like, if you're in there for an exposed period of time, there's going to be some that's been leaking in. But more and more is leaking into the water now, and we're you know we're that's 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 like the big secret that's going. On. So we we got to find out what's going on, and we press him for for this information. So eventually, Rise is kind of like, okay, look, Siegwin's going to take Lynette, Lenny, and Fremenade to the infirmary. They're going to relax, they're going to recover, and they're going to be okay. He's like, but you're going to have to trust me. And we're like, okay. And Lenny is not super happy with having to trust Risley or Siegwing especially. But he kind of gives into it because, I mean, what choice does he have? Yeah. So we leave we leave the three siblings down there and we find out that Risley is like, okay, look. There's these things that are going on. He's like, do you really, really want to know what's happening? Because, oh, yeah, uh, we, we skipped over. Yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> But we also skipped out over a lot because earlier, when we were trying to make a deal, Risley, before we found out what happened with Fremenet and Corin busted in, is that Risley's like, okay, if you answer three questions, then I will I will tell you what you want to know. Answer and, me these riddles three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And basically, he, he drills us on the stuff that we've been investigating. Uh, he told us, like, hey, you know, what is... What is the rumor about if you work three days? And it was our, our, we basically broke it down to where if you work three days, then basically what happens is Siegwin watches the workers and observes like, oh, they're overworking, they're exhausted. And so Siegwin actually goes out of her way to make a special meal to help you recover your strength. Yeah. Um, but it comes Again, out. She's a Melusine and they have a different view on the world than humans do so it's not exactly pleasing to regular people (laughs) so so she thinks she's being super nice and we see like purple alien meat and we were like kind of freaked out about it but it turns out you know we find out and rise like well you know nice to know her efforts aren't going unnoticed or unappreciated the second one of course was with the bottle of red liquid from the 
pancre- pancreation ring. AKA totally not blood. <laughs> totally not blood, just an experimental Fanta drink that they decide that they are only going to test out and give to people that are that they think are dumb enough to try something new because they were also dumb enough to bet on two boxers in the same fight. Yep. And then, well, what was the last one? It was about um the, was it the door under Siege Wings in the infirmary? Is that what it was? Yes, I think that was the third one. Or basically, what what I is Siege Wings getting to up do to? With her. Yeah. Yeah. So, but of course we hadn't investigated enough to have an answer to that. Like he kind of pretty much set us up to fail, but it was all a calculated thing because that was when Lenny got shot with a dart and Corrin busted in. So Risley's like had this whole thing like planned out and he's, he, he comes off like he can be malicious, but he's not. And I, I think I really appreciate that. Exactly. I really like him. Um, so when we asked him, it's like, he's like, Hey, you know, yeah, I know exactly why Fermanet got sick. I know what's going on. Do you want to know? And Paimon's like, yeah, Paimon really wants to know. It's like, we, we, that's why we're here. Let's go and find out what's happening. And it's like, okay. So he unlocks this secret chamber that's like underneath his office. Yeah, ooh, we love we love secret chambers. <laughs> yeah, and it being the Fortress of Meripede, you know, you knew that you were going to have it. So we fall in down, like way, way down. Through like this enormous like three like giant like vault level like walls that or doors that rise up, and we yeah. go in there and we find this kind of like this lock or this barrier big in the floor. Boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh no no not not really not big. not yet not yet. Not We're gonna yet. get to that. No. Not yet. I want to talk about the boat. We, we will. We're gonna get to the boat. But the first thing we got to is that we got to find the floor. And he explains that this was here before he became the warden. Um, and things have always yeah. just been kind of there. And things have been kind of neutral. He hasn't paid much mind to it. But as of recently, the gauge that's on it, which has like, it's kind of like a like a pressure gauge. Yeah, and pressure gauge. It's like, and recently it's gotten really, really high. It's like, do you know why? We're like, could, is it like temperature or pressure? And he's like, that's what I thought as well, but it's not. What he believes is that underneath that barrier is the origin of the primordial sea. Yeah, no, because he explains why the, the fortress existed in the first place. I remember this. He explained why the fortress existed in the first place. Because yep. it was like, oh yeah, when like people were put on trial, they were exiled, but they still they when they repented in the previous Hydrocon was like, yeah. Sure, y'all are cool. Y'all can just guard my secret or whatever she said. Well, they and begged the her for it. Yeah. Be- yeah. And she was like, yeah, sure. You can guard my secret, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And it must be connected to the primordial seawater and the funny prophecy she gave Farina. Yeah. So now, the however, the pressure or the amount of primordial seawater has gotten like, like extremely high. And he's like, he's like, this is really, really bad. And the seawater that made Fremenay sick is like there were like small amounts, but there's more and more yeah. leaking into the water. So basically, we are in an underwater building, and we are surrounded by toxic water, and yeah. from which like we pretty much cannot escape. And he's like, I, I don't know how long this is going to last. And they're like, well, what are we going to do about it? He's like, well, let me show you something. I so, thought the the boat was before that. 
No. No, no, because he has to explain what's going on with the water first. And then we go and see. He's like, well, let me show you something about this. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because then we come across and we see the two researchers that we forgot their names of that were in the infirmary with Siege Wing. And the part that made them so suspicious that they always seem to be going to the infirmary. Like, they're always sick. They've always got something happening. But it turns out that the secret door in Siege Wing's lab led them, helped them go to this place because they're working on this giant boat, like, in the back of the Fortress of Merope, which it seems like yes, Rossley yes, is constructing yes. to try and save people. Yes, so, giant boat. The, the, the thing that got me really excited about him talking about the giant boat was the fact that he mentioned Grimira. Oh, yeah, the, which, the empire from which Fontaine was built upon. Yes, yes, he mentioned that. And if you had done all of the the quests, the 4.0 world quests about the, the, the Ordo and all of that fun stuff and the, the book series and it's like yeah that was really exciting <laughs> yeah uh so that's really kind of cool that it all ties back to like all the stuff that has happened for like any of our characters were ever like part of what's going on i mean this is like really really deep and the fact that risley like has come to know like what's going on and basically has because he he understands the prophecies like it's hard to put faith into a prophecy, but it's also impossible to dismiss it when you're watching it unfold before you. So yeah. he, he's essentially building Noah's Ark in the prison, which is like oh, yeah. that's, it's that's super awesome. crazy. Yeah, it's like awesome. And it's like super like you like see this thing pan out. It's like, holy crap, what is this giant boat? It's like, yeah, it's like you always hear these stories like, you know, the, where there's, you know, calamity and where there's water, there's always an adventure in something new. So we're doing this to try as like our emergency plan to, in case we have to get out of here. And I, I just think that that's super, super cool. Oh yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see if anything will come of it in the neck in the parts to come. Yeah. So we have this, all this revelation going on. Like, okay, so the pressure's building. We know what's going on with that child somewhere out in the ocean. We're, we're aware of that. There's primordial seawater in the water. That's bad. Uh, Risley knows what's going on. He has a giant boat. Let's just let's collect what we have, and we're going to we'll, we'll just sleep it off, and we'll come back to it in the morning. So we go back, and we we take our nap, and we wake up, and the alarm's going off. Alarms are going off. Oh boy. Yeah. So like we wake up, and it's just kind of like. Now, now, hang on. Before we get into that, we – before that, we did – did we have lunch with Clorind and Siegewing before this? Did we? I, I don't know. I don't remember. You know, it's yes. been a while. Yeah, before. So we go, yeah, we go and we're like, okay, let's let's go like – because Paimon says that. Like we we, for, we check in with Nuvolet – or not with Nuvolet, but with Risley. We're all good. We go and we talk to the siblings – they're all good. And Paimon's like, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. Uh, okay. Siege Wing's yeah, there. She's like, hey, you know, because you're doing so much and, you know, kind of our secret, like, what do you want to eat? It's like, I'll just we'll, just, we'll just make whatever it is that you want to eat. And we're like, oh, heck yeah, man. Let's let's load up. And so yeah, Wing exactly. has, yeah, so has a very special meal prep for us. And Clorin is also having lunch at the same time because Clorin's hungry. But she doesn't eat with us for whatever reason. 
So we have our lunch, and then at the, after that, you can go and you can talk to Clorinde, in which Clorinde says, well, I didn't join you because you were eating with Siegewing, and I was going to eat with Rossley, but he's busy. But you find out that like, sometimes she like, like she's had meals with Rossley before, um, but she's also had meals with Navia, and she's had meals with Nouvellet and Siegewing. But it turns out that I guess like, she used to like have meal stuff on the regular with Navia, like way back in the past. But I guess ever since the thing with Navia's dad happened, like she hadn't done it. And they just recently had lunch again for like the first time in a long time. So I guess Navia and Chlorine are kind of like sewing up those loose ends since all the stuff with Navia's dad got resolved. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was kind of a neat little, neat little tidbit. But after that, all right, so, okay, we're tired. We'll sleep it off. We go to sleep, we wake up, alarms are blasting, people are running, screaming, and fleeing. There's a PA on the intercom telling people to go up to the upper to- levels and move as outward as possible. You know, yeah. evacuate upward and outward. Upward and outwards. Upward, upward and, and outwards. outwards. <laughs> yeah, like a lot. Um, one thing I did appreciate in this is that at the beginning of this quest, we talked to these guys that are known as the Bombshell Bros, which are basically just these guys that gossip yeah, these gossip guys. I loved them. <laughs> yeah, so the thing I appreciate about that is that we talked to these guys for like, I don't know, like five, ten lines of dialogue. And they're like, yeah, you guys are like super friendly. You know, thanks for being nice to us. While everybody is running and screaming and fleeing. We're they're... just there chilling and chatting with them. Well, they came back for us. They're like, yeah, they hey. they came back for us. Yeah, it's like these two guys that we met like yesterday spoke with like in passing we're like hey we didn't we like we like we noticed that you know you were still here and we didn't see you vacuum we came to get you it's like yeah that's awesome yeah they were like you're coming with us yeah it's like these guys who like don't know anything about us who we just met like in passing we're like yeah you're our friends now we want to make sure you're okay we're like I mean, I don't can't think of like too many just like passing NPCs that have like done things yeah. like that for us. You're like, you're my friend now. We're having soft tacos later. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, that's that's great, but we're kinda like, okay, no, we gotta go do this thing. You guys get out of here. We gotta go find out what's going on. So basically we go down, we go to Risley office, we shoot all the way down to the doors where we saw the the lock that was holding back the primordial sea. And oh, we, we find, yep. So Risley and Clorin are there and it's just kind of like, yeah, it's time. It's like, be ready. So as we get ready, we step back and we enter this amazing cutscene where the, basically the latches on this door that are holding that primordial sea bust open. And this enormous like geyser, of this, like, very crazy-looking water blasts out. Oh, yeah. And Risley awesome. just steps back, charges up his, like, cryo-punchy gauntlets, yeah, and basically... <laughs> and basically ice punches this, this like, geyser of water and freezes it. Like, is it a very, very reminiscent of, what was it, Shinha, when we were, we were fighting in Liyue, when she froze the wave? Yeah. It was a lot like that. Not quite as cool, but still really, really cool. 
And he oh, was yeah, co- but then the scene of it, the scene of the, then the, the guys are busting out of the ice, like, over top of it again. That yeah, he, was a really awesome shot as well. It was. He's like, they're like, oh, wow, you did it. He's like, yeah, that's not going to hold. We got to go. And, yeah, like he said, the yeah. water, the ice gives way and the water busts out. And we, he's like, run. And so we are hauling, like, like Traveler, Piamont, and Chlorine are, like, hightailing. And they get all the way outside the last of the three doors. And Risley oh, yeah. is, like, I mean, mad dashing with this water, like, splashing around him. Mm-hmm. And Clorin like, stand there. She starts counting. She's like, three, two, one. And she pulls out and her pistol. The... Yeah. She shoots the door she... mechanism. And it starts closing shoots all three door doors. Mechanism. And oh, Risley, yeah. like, jumps and does this, like, acrobatic spin flip drop into a slide underneath the door at the very last second oh yeah no i watched a, I watched it i'll have to send the i'll have to find it and send the link of that video uh later but there was a guy who did an analysis of that scene it was really really cool to watch him go over all the like the camera angles and the the use of the different shots and the camera angles and it was really awesome yeah no it, it looked like a super cool scene but as soon as he gets up, he gets underneath. He's like, that's not going to hold. And he pulls back his gauntlets and he repunches the door and freezes it up. He's like, yeah, yeah. the door's not going to hold. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to try and hold this back. You need to go get Nuvolet. Yeah. Him and Chlorind are the, they're the last line of defense. And no disrespect to Chlorind, but what is she going to do? I, I can't imagine her shooting the wave back or electroshocking it. So is she there for like yeah, moral super support? Conduct. Yeah, superconduct. <laughs> I guess. But <laughs> and also and also she's electro. So if any mechanisms fail, she can act as a battery. I guess that was uh, one comment I saw. I I suppose. <laughs> um, but basically, we hightail it out there. We go back all the way up. We head to the head to the uh, to the opera house, and Nuvolet is already on his way. Like, we step out of the prison, and Nuvolet's, like, walking in. He's like, yes, I know what's going on. Uh, I will handle it. Uh, Fiorina is in a meeting with the Knave right now. Please go to her. Do not let anything happen to her, and keep things under control. And it's just like, oh, okay. Basically, we're now we're filling in for Nuvolet while he goes handle some yeah. primordial seawater problems. Because yeah. Farina does not do meetings by herself. So, but Nuvolet's like, I got a bigger thing to handle. You go like fill in for me. So we so Nuvolet goes down to the prison, and he basically shows up, and Rossi's like exhausted, like he's like refrozen the store over and over again, and he just shows up and he's kind of like, okay, I've got it from here, and Rossi's like are you sure? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. And Ryze's like, okay. He just leaves. And basically the ice that Ryze put on the door give way and burst forth. You see the water like exploding out. And Nuvolet just stands there, holds up his hand and the water rushing forward just slowly stops. And then just begins like, channeling backwards it's channeling backwards as he's slowly walking towards it yeah dude's just doing this like this for like boss walk this forward thing he's got all this magic like swirling around him and the water's just receding back to where it came from while like his like because like you know his robes and his hair are whipping around him and he's like yes i understand you know what is happening 
and the prophecy you know will one so, day so come to pass come, but today is not that day today <laughs> is not that day and basically just hard channels that water back down underneath to where the the locking mechanism was and then he uses like, his magic to seal it yeah to magic seal it absolutely and Perhaps he's like my sentence was too severe yeah, exactly. He says, yeah, this is exactly what he says. He says, the sentence is too severe. It's like, I can't let this happen. Yeah. And then he walks back. for overruling yeah. it. <laughs> yep. And then just suave as hell, he just walks back out. And there's Risley and Corinne there. And they're like, so did you do it? And he's like, yeah, for now. And Risley just looks over at Corinne. He's like, you owe me a present. <laughs> because they, <laughs> they, he's like, you made a bet? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, they made a bet. Uh, yeah, Ryze's like, I bet you were going to come alone. And Corin's like, I thought you would have brought some people for, you know, like, appearances' sake. So, yeah. basically, yeah, Corin's got to buy Risley a present. And it's like, well, yeah. where are you going to get him? Like, I'm not going to get him tea because he has a bunch of tea. So, maybe a book of uh, codices on the law. And it's like, it's kind of like a jab at how, like, Risley doesn't know anything about, like, Fontaine Law, I guess. Yeah. But he's that was just, just a, he's look. He's just doing his job. <laughs> it is, but I just really like they're like, they're like serious but also playful banter. Oh, they're it, great. <laughs> it really is. I've I've really come to like both of them. And there's something in Clorin's accent. I don't know what it is, but I really like her voice like a lot, lot. Um, and oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she she is. I, I honestly, I still don't think she's a five star character, but. I said that uh, in a Twitter discussion, and people went off on me. So see, uh, I, see, <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey, I am welcome to be wrong. I am completely <laughs> cool with Corinne being a five star. Just looking at her and how how much or how little she's actually done in the story so far, I still think she's a four star. But we will see. And I am I am more than a hundred percent welcome to be wrong. So if it, if it shows up, you know, don't come at me. You know, I, I don't want to fight with you. I don't think she's going to be a five star. No, I'm not. But I'm maybe not she trying will to come at you. I'm just saying. I feel like <laughs> she's going to be a five star. I mean, she she might, but we'll, we'll wait and see. So we leave the scene of the prison, and we show up to a the tea party that Fiorina is currently having with Arlecchino, and it is a very very tense moment. So this tea party is happening at the exact same time of what's going on underneath the waters in the fortress. And basically, Arlington is kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are going on. You know, I understand. And we basically kind of feel like, hey, we just came to the fortress. Arlington like, yes, I know. It's like, without letting you know that, you know, Lenny, Lynette, and Fremenet are okay. We don't know anything about child things, but, you know, we think that... But he did get into the water. We think that he's safe. But Arlecchino, at the same time, is kind of like, I need more information. What's going on? And Fiorina doesn't really say anything of substance. Like, Fiorina's constantly just trying to, like, make, like, little banter comments. Like, she's just trying to get through this meeting. Yeah, she's not really, like, comfortable. She also doesn't really know a whole lot it seems she doesn't and Arlecchino reveals like in her when she's she's talking and she's like she like basically like, okay look I'm gonna speak frankly you know with you it's like what are you the Hydro Archon doing to fight this prophecy because my people 
are struggling to find a way to stop this from happening. The people of Fontaine are trying to find a way to stop this from happening. Nouvellet is doing everything he can to stop it happening. And you're sitting here eating cake, drinking tea, and doing nothing. It's like, even the people of Fontaine are, have their doubts in you. What are you doing? He's like, you're not doing anything. And Fiorina gets big time upset. Like, yeah. Fiorina's just kind of like, yeah, Fiorina's basically like, you take that back. He's like, I, I have done nothing but been working tirelessly to try and find ways to save my people and my and and basically Fontaine from this looming prophecy. To act to to talk like I am just idly spending my time and I don't care is a lie and you take that back. That's like the first time we've seen Fiorina take like a serious like role as, as like an attitude and stand up because she's like she's she's really under fire. Like Arlecchino's like grilling her. Yeah, and, and, and rightfully she so. Know I what think. To say. Yeah. yeah, well, rightfully so, but she also doesn't. She doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know what to do. She's just doing her best. Yeah, but Arlecchino's like, okay, fine. So if let's say your plan doesn't work, what's your emergency backup plan? And Fiorina's like, um, well, that's also you know on a need to know basis, and she's like, okay, fine. So basically, you don't even have one of those. Then can you possibly tell me? Why? Uh, what is going on with the um, with the device that renders the the guilty verdicts, and why is it building up so much of this of this power that that we've discovered? It's like, can you tell me what's going on with that? And Farina doesn't have an answer for that either. Like Farina doesn't have an answer for anything. Yeah. And Arlecchino's like, just like had it. Like she she knows she's not going to get anything out of this meeting, so she kind of like. She kind of like, you know, settles down a little bit because I think she realized that she's kind of like at a dead end with Fiorina. And one thing I did like um, that I I think was kind of in passing is that to this meeting, Arlecchino brought a special cake into which they only make 16 slices a day. And it's like Fiorina's like favorite cake. And she's like, here, everybody have a piece and we shall enjoy. And when when we're having our discussion... And we reveal all that we know about Fremenet uh, and Lenny and Lynette and the things about child and what we've been doing. Arlecchino looks to us and says, like, Traveler, why don't you have a second piece of cake? And why not you, Paimon? Because those that do hard work should be rewarded, don't you think? Yeah. And that is such a passive-aggressive stab at Fiorina, who's sitting right oh, there. Yes. Yeah, he's just like, gonna give her more of Farina's favorite cake. Like, yeah, it's right like in front of her. Exactly. You know, like, that was the thing we got arrested for. Like, <laughs> but it's like the thing is like it's like you're actually doing things. You get more cake. Farina's not doing anything. She gets her one piece, and it's just kind of like she didn't say it, but the way that came off, I was like, wow, like the amount of sass and attitude that Arlecchino has. The Our passive aggression. So done oh my her. god, she is. But then when it all ends, she's like, she's like, okay, you know, this has been, this has been fine. Uh, I'm going to take my leave now. I have other work to do. Traveler, why don't you come walk with me? I, there's some things I would like to discuss. And we're like, I mean, okay. And we stand up, and you talk to Fran. Fran's just like, Fran's like, I'm so glad that's over. Like, Fran's like bringing this huge sigh of relief. She's like. That could not have gone worse, but I'm glad that it's over. So we follow, we we leave the opera and we follow Arachino out. And Arachino's basically like, I just want to thank you for what you were able to do, basically for, for what I consider my family. And she reveals to us, like, 
some of her finds, like how she feels of what, what's going on in Fontaine. And she she shows that part of her life, she came to find the Gnosis for for the Sarista, basically, as, you know, seeing Nora and everybody else is doing, uh, Dottore and Sumeru. Yeah. But she doesn't know. It turns out. She doesn't know who has it. Yeah, Farina so, doesn't have it. No, because Arlachino straight up, like, found Farina walking around at night. And it was like, she was, like, chasing a cat or something. Yeah. And Arlachino in a in this, like, assassin's outfit, like, attacked Farina and was about to pretty much, she could have killed Farina right there. Yeah, killed and, her right there. But, like, yeah. she didn't because she was, like, she doesn't have a gnosis. And it also seems like she's under some sort of curse. Yeah, Farina basically screams, like, who are you? Please don't kill me. I'm begging you. Like, she's screaming, like, for her life. And Archino's like, excuse me? She's like, what? Yeah. So Archino just leaves. And basically yeah, she finds... she just leaves because she's just like... Yeah. That's not how you would expect, you know, an Archon to react if they were about to be, like, assassinated. <laughs> exactly. And she says, like... And she she's like, I even confirmed through my informants that that night Farina went home and cried in her room and like didn't sleep she didn't eat her cake she just cried because of how scared she was well yeah and S- tall spooky lady came out of nowhere and tried to take your life where you'd happily chasing a cat around like i'd be yeah. crying in my room too like <laughs> exactly don't blame her but all that you know that's such a loss is like that's not how an archon carries herself it's like I know how an archon acts. That is not an archon. It's like so I just like I don't think that Furina is the archon, but could Nuvolet be the archon? Because Nuvolet seems to carry himself in you know, and he's held in high esteem and he carries himself in a, in a great way. But Nuvolet yeah. doesn't seem to be an archon either. So Furina's like I have no idea where to look for the gnosis, and she's like despite everything that I know. Everything that I did, all my plans, it bothers me that I have no idea who is the god of my home. And that's, it's such a profound insight into Arlecchino's character. Because we're so used to seeing the Fatui, and the Harbingers especially, usually being just straight up bad guys. Uh, Dottore was a bad guy, Signora was a bad guy. But I mean, Child had some death to him. And now Arlecchino seems to have mm. some very, very, like, some moral ambi- ambiguity going on. Like, she's like, I need to get the Gnosis. That's why I'm here. But I'm going to save my home. And I just think that's such a great, just a great build of character. And I've really come to really like Arlecchino as a character. I mean, wh- wh- what do you yeah. think? I mean, wh- what was your takeaway from it? My takeaway is, like, I I always think that the Fatui are a pretty interesting bunch. Let's be real here. I mean, I, I completely did agree. not know. For some reason, I did not know what I was expecting out of Arlequino, but I, you know, I don't think she can entirely be trusted. Obvious, obviously. No, no, I don't think any of them can be. I mean, even yeah. even the siblings. Like we came into like I think the siblings are kind of coming around. Yeah, we're coming around to trusting them, but like, it's. Mm-hmm. They are, but the thing is, like, the siblings, I feel like, are, like, they, like, even they said, like, after we helped with Lynette and for a minute, they're like, we consider you part of our family. And I think that's a very sweet point that they've made. But 
but I feel like that if, if push came to shove and they were ordered to take up arms against us by Arlecchino, that they would. Yeah. I think that they what, would not. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't have a choice in the yeah. situation. Yeah, I don't think they would feel good about it, but I think that they would. I think that that's what it comes down with the Fatui for me is like they can be trusted at arm's length. Despite everything that we've gone through with, with the Magic siblings and with Child and everything, it's like, yes, we can be buddy-buddy. We can work together. But there is going to be this 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 forever lasting level of separation, I feel. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, with that, I think that pretty much wraps up pretty much the Archon Quest. Because no. once we talk no. to her, we go back. No. No, that doesn't. <laughs> well, don't we? We go back to the prison. Don't we? We talked to Risley, like, one last time, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we do. We go back to the prison, and spend, he tells us, oh, yeah, whatever, you just gotta spend out the rest of your sentence here, that's, and then you That's right. That's right. Because yeah. Risley's kind of like, yeah, like, you pretty much got at the surface, and you came back, so you can sleep in the dorms, you can eat for free at the cafeteria, just as you do, you'll you'll finish out your sentence. Yeah. Pretty much, I, and then yeah. we can leave. Which, I'm not sure how the time lapse is. I know it's been at least 10 days just from this Archon quest because yeah. of the time for Frimine to do his thing. But what are since like 45 days for eating cake? Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. So I'm going yeah. to assume as when we go into the next Archon quest, it's going to like time lapse into us coming out of the prison. Yeah. So that, that, that's what I think is going to happen anyway. But it's mm-hmm. it's nice to know that we are no longer locked inside the Fortress of Meripede for what's going to be happening in the future. Because as much as I really enjoyed this chapter, I am so glad to be out of that place. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, so now, much up and down. there's one more thing we have to talk about. What? Up? The final child vision. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe I almost forgot that. So, yeah, we have one more vision of child who was just underwater. And he's like floating in the ocean. And then yeah. he just opens his eyes and just sees this enormous yeah. whale. Above him is this giant, like, abyssal whale. And it's like, oh. And he is, like, microscopic compared to the size of this thing. And that's it. Oh, it yeah. just cuts to black. That's it. It's end. It's over. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Next no. time in Genshin Impact. Is- yeah, because the thing is, Arlecchino, during the meeting with Farina and Arlecchino, he met, when the one we're there for, uh, mm-hmm. she mentions, it's in one of them, but she mentions the child was here on vacation, and I was like, and I'm sitting there like, hmm, I have a feeling that this vacation was more than just, you know, him being like, I'm just gonna go take a little vacation for myself. No, I have a feeling he took this vacation because he was called by the, because of the whale calling to him. Yeah, so I'm very... Very curious as to see what's going to come of that. What is calling him? Why is it calling him? What's going on? Why did he give us this? Like, what was the real reason he gave us his vision? I think it's honestly, you know what? I'm going to say the reason why he gave us his vision is because of the abyssal corruption within him. uh, Not really meshing well with the vision. And considering the whale was... uh, the elemental energy of the vision, considering that the whale is the one that's calling for him and, like, maybe possibly kind of controlling him, it's making his vision mm. haywire. And so Ooh, he had maybe. to hand it over. 
That yeah, is possibly that's, true. That's what I think. Because abyssal energy and the elements don't really react well with each other, if what I can remember correctly from what we learned from Economia lore. They sort it, of, um, like, cancel each other in a way. Isn't that also what killed Deluke's dad? Because he had a Fatui delusion okay, or something. That... No, he had a delusion, yes. Okay. I, delu- delusions are formed from, like, it's not abyssal energy, I don't think, that forms them. It's They're formed from the, like, remnants of dead gods. Oh, okay. Because I remember, remember that... Could... that from the, that's from the Inazuma stuff, that they're formed from the remnants of, like, dead gods. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's, yeah, because I remember Deluke killed, was used... Deluke's killed... dad was used in a... Uh... Yeah, uh, he, that's yeah, what he... killed. That's what killed Deluke's dad. Yes, Callus delusion. Um, Crepus. Crepus. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He was using that, and then it, like backfired and exploded and killed him or something. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so no. But so yeah. I think the, I think we're finally going to start moving into the answers phase with the next Archon yeah. quest. I don't. I I keep on bringing this up every time I talk about Chad with people that I do not think his delusion is what's hurting him. I think it's his abyssal powers that hurt him. I mean, probably. Yeah, you yeah. talk about his uh his his what is it the the foul legacy transformation. Fa- yeah, there you go. Yeah. His dark legacy. Because that that because that's that's what hurt that's what hurt him in his story quest. Mm-hmm. If you remember the story quest and we found him hiding in a corner in pain after he destroyed all those ruined guards. Yeah. Hell yeah. With uh, the thing with the, uh, with yeah. his little brother. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably absolutely right. He and used maybe... the abyssal powers. Yeah, so, so I, I mean... don't necessarily think his delusion hurts him. Like we've seen, you know, in the, in Azuma stuff. Yeah, I can I can totally one hundred percent see his his dark legacy thing playing against and actually causing him it actually being what causes him harm. I mean that that plays yeah. in yeah because everything we've seen that comes with using energies like that or delusion or anything that the Fatui are doing uh, always seems to have extreme negative consequences. Yeah. The, the the Fatui, the Abyss, they they got dark stuff going on. It's gonna hurt you. <laughs> it always does. It always does. Yep. So, no, I'm very, very excited to see the next chapter as we start moving into finding out more of what's going on. Because I think this was a good shift from lots of questions to moving into answers. Because now we kinda, we're kind of we kind of getting an idea of what's happening. The prophecy is starting to slowly fulfill itself. It's going to start, it's going to, it's going to be time to start taking action. And I, I am 100% here for it. All right. So with that wrapped up, I think we are going to move into our question of the week and get ready to wrap up our episode. Are you ready for this question of the week? You did help pick this one out for us. I did pick this one out, yes. I'm very excited. Awesome. <laughs> would, would you like to read it off then? Oh, really? If you, you want sure? to. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, this question of the week was given to us by Number, and they said um, their question was, if any NPC p- character could become playable, who would you choose? And I'm referring to characters currently with the standard in-game model, likely getting a full art redesign, etc. So I'll let you answer first. What? What do you? What? Who do you? Who would you pick? So numbers example that they picked was Catherine becoming playable, and I think that is. Um, I think that's a really cute idea. I don't see it happening, but I do like the. I like the idea behind that. As far as who would become playable. 
who I can see possibly getting a vision over time. Two people really come to mind. Uh, the first one is going to be extremely obvious. I think that Jet from Sumeru, one thousand percent deserves a vision and needs to be playable. And I will never, I will, I will never come off that hill until it happens. No, okay. Uh, Jet's my answer too. Yeah. Jet was my answer. <laughs> Jet did so much in Sumeru, but from uh, through her through her uh, dirge of Bilquis and Golden Slumber and all that. She, her the amount of character growth she went through from the loss of her father to going to another patch of Aramites to being betrayed to killing said Aramites to going off forming her own mercenary group now and now hunting down the people that were responsible for what's going on. Jed has had so so much character development through all of Sumeru. There's no reason why she should not have a vision to be playable. I mean, that's that's just my take from it. Oh, no, absolutely. I agree. And I feel like even then, she doesn't even necessarily need a vision. She already has her hydro powers. She, I mean, she does. And I just think that it'd be cool to bring her in so she could have that unique fighting style with her Qatar punching dagger things. Yeah. Um, but no, I, Jet 1000%. And that was a big thing I like seeing. Like, so when we talked about the Hoyo Fair 2023, the uh, when they pretty much animated her. Her Golden Slumber chapter, I thought that was really, really good. And it made me oh, yeah, realize was... of just what she could possibly be like. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, on top of that, it's I don't see it happening. But what I would just like to see, just as a personal note, is um, Anna from Mondstadt. Who was the oh, sickly girl that we did all the yes. dailies to get healthy. And yeah, she, yeah. And she I didn't finally even think about her. Yeah, and she finally like, became an adventurer. And I would just really like Anna, who became this girl who was like pretty much bedridden, who over time overcame that to become an adventurer, to continue that character growth, and eventually become like a full fledged like she's given a vision by like, Venti because of what she's doing. Like so she's really like she's broken free of what of the shackles that held her. Or whatever, and becoming a playable and like certified adventurer. Even if she's like a level four adventurer or whatever. I mean, completely fine. I just think that that would. I don't see it happening, but I think that would be a really cute and significant thing to see play out for her. But that's that's just something that I would like to see eventually. But yeah, that that would that would be really fun. I think that'd be really cute. Yeah, and I again, I I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it, it would be neat. Other than that, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I would I mean, say that's probably going to be it. Yeah, well, you already <laughs> said my answer, which is Jet. So. <laughs> no, I guess the most obvious. Is that going to be like that or maybe like Rana, who actually got a vision yeah, from the R&R yeah. request? Yeah, because number posted that question, and I was like, easy answer, Jet. And I did not even clarify. I was like, that's it. Nope, no. Nope, I that, don't need to say anything else. I feel like that so many people agree that if we like move into like Natland and like we run into like her and her mercenary group and she's like she's got a vision and thing and they're like oh on the next banners like a featured four star something like that I would like oh yes I will throw all the currency at Jet one thousand percent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so maybe one day I hope. Uh, hopefully they listen to the fans uh, because I know Jet has a lot, a lot of them. So maybe maybe one day we'll see. But with that, I think that's actually going to wrap up our episode for for this time for episode seventy seven. Unless there's anything else you'd like to add before we wrap things up. 
Uh, no, I don't think there's anything else. Awesome. Yeah, I think we are going on, what, a little over an hour now? Yeah, an hour and a half, actually. Oh, it's going to be a long episode. So, yep, we're yeah. going to wrap it up on that note. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been episode 77 of The Resonance. And we look forward to seeing you next week for episode 78. And until then, Ad Astra Abyssosk. Ad Astra, sorry, Ad Astra Abyssosk. There we go. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.